0: Hobby addict It's time for hobby addicts. And now here are your anime addicts.
1: Everybody. Welcome to Hobby Addicts, episode 241 on December 20th, just before that holiday season kicks off. I'm feeling good. I am your host, Mitsugi, and I'm joined by two buddies. We got Mandy in the house. Mandy, what's up?
2: Hello. I am doing all right, and I'm excited to be here, excited for the holiday season, and I got new manga. And I'm just happy to be Ooh. here and talk about anime.
1: What manga did you get?
2: <laughs> uh, I got the ninth book of 20th Century Boys, and I Ooh. got the newest um, English release of an older Jinji Ito manga called Ramina. So I'm excited about those.
1: Mandy's and all set in manga land. Yep. And we have a broheim. His name's Mason.
0: <laughs> He's also on the line. What do you got going on? Uh not too much. My my Chicago Bears, my football team is finally a five hundred. They've finally achieved uh mediocrity, which is all I've ever expected from them, so I'm feeling pretty good right now.
1: <laughs> and what else can you expect? I mean that's just <laughs> not that's a much. fantastic achievement way back to the Super Bowl glory days with Rex Grossman. Look out for that. <laughs> Oh, just teasing you. Well, hey guys, glad to be here with all of you. We have a, uh, kind of a random, I don't know, maybe it's not that random, uh, ish, uh, and we're in like the, we're in the, the, the hum, the dog days of post-cyberpunk. <laughs> I don't know if it ever had its heyday. It did get removed off the PlayStation <laughs> store, though. So Sony, yeah. Sony was like, nope, nope, go fuck yourself. So, <laughs> so. Five
0: months. Five months from now, I think it'll have a resurgence. We'll see.
1: But, um. Uh, we got a lot of other things to discuss. Mason's going to be talking about a new Netflix show, Alice in Borderland, so I expect lots of guys in, like, gas masks with, you know, Mad Max-style fabricated, like, rifles and things, so that'll be interesting. Uh, We've got Mandy, Yes, Your Grace, the Mm -hmm. game, that's the game, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, yeah, got it. And uh, I'm going to be talking about Sonic Team Sonic Racing, which no one will care about. And also, I have a cart full of games from the from the PlayStation Holiday Store sale, and I'm hoping you guys can help me decide which games I should buy. So that's pretty much it. Let's go in reverse order. Mason, tell us about the gas, the gas masks and the uh, the sandy wastelands of Alice in Borderland.
0: There might be a gas mask. There are no Sandy Wastelands. Oh. Um, so this is kind of tied into my main topic, actually, on the main podcast. But um, Netflix obviously developing the live-action version of Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, uh, oh God, no. So that, that's a thing. <laughs> but this is a Netflix live-action of a, another Japanese manga called Alice in Borderland. Um, it's a completed 18-volume manga by Haro Aso, that came out over six years between like 2010 and 2016 and it was adapted into a three-episode OVA in like 2014 and now Netflix has decided, ah, let's do a eight-episode, 40-odd-minute length show, um, kind of telling the story of this manga up to, I I have not read the manga so I couldn't tell you how far along into the work it is, but uh, it's a Death Game manga. so. If you've seen one of those, you've gotten a pretty good idea of what this story will be like already. It tells the story of three friends, Aryasu, which is, you know, the Japanese way of saying Alice, uh, Kurube and Sigawa, who are three kind of down and out, uh, not like socially in the up and up. They're kind of just, they're kind of just not degenerates, but they're on the fringes of a successful life. So one day they're off in Shibuya, uh, they're goofing off they're kind of ditching work some of them don't even have a job to ditch and they kind of are just parading about being goofballs and they kind of get chased down by what they perceive to be cops and they are all sneakily hide in a bathroom on in like the train station and the lights go out and they come out of the stall to, d- to find that seemingly everyone is gone both in the bathroom on the streets of the famous like crosswalk just everyone in the city is gone
1: and eventually
0: hmm? except them except them yes they're they're there and they're like well what the heck's going on all of a sudden you get some big neon signs that say game center this way and like have arrows pointing to this area and essentially they are like well what else are we gonna do and after looking around a bit and not finding anyone. They are like, oh I guess this is the one sign of civilization. So they go to it and what that kicks off a series of death games, which are exactly what you would expect. And essentially the way it works in this borderland, as they call it, is they show up to the game center and they are they get a phone and the phone has tells them the messages and the rules and it gives them a card, like a playing card from Ace to King and mm. essentially depending on the with or depending on the suit of the card determines the type of challenge it will be and the number of the card determines how difficult it is so like a spades card involves like a physical challenge or clubs is teamwork diamonds is intelligence and hearts is psychological with ace being the easiest and king being the hardest so essentially each of the first 3 episodes they show up to a place they, they get a card, and they have a challenge. And it's very typical. It's very run-of-the-mill. But it's if you like the death game stuff, it's kind of fun. And it does an all-right job. It looks a lot better than a lot of other live actions I've seen. Um, I think because there's not crazy superpowers or protagonists that are wildly designed to be drawn versus realistic, it it works pretty well. So it's it's. Stupid fun, but it's not a bad time until the second half of the show, which kind of turns into like a college break pool party scene What? with where it's like, ah, these these people have kind of corralled the people participating in the games because it turns out there's more than just three. There's a whole a whole city's worth of people, even though, you know, it's not a city's worth. It's just a large group of people. And they kind of have this whole like structure of like rankings and depending on the cards you earn, they think that maybe if you collect all the cards, you will have enough to, like, break free of the game, though no one's really done it, so they have this whole, like, class system, and, of course, there's subterfuge and trying to steal the cards from other people. Green Island, got it. it, Yeah, it turns into a different kind of show, which I'm sure (laughs) is fine, but it's just so cartoonish in a lot of, like, how the bad guys are, and in... Just the tropes that they're playing up that it's an easy watch, uh, but it's not really that engaging. Um, it's not as like gruesome as other shows. It's more like blood spray. It's not as campy as Battle Royale either. So it doesn't have that charm. It's just kind of a edgy death game. its it, I've said that a thousand times, but that's really just all it is. It's very typical and it was just okay. And I can really only really recommend it if you love these kind of shows. But it was fine. Well, it gave me hope for the production values that could come in other live action works.
1: Well, we're going to be looking for another Netflix show here soon I think because the I mean, we're almost done with Bates Motel, but season 5 of Bates Motel is like really really bad. So, well, <laughs> it just fell off a cliff. Like like I think the series really ended like at the end of season 4. Um so no. you'll see what I mean, Mandy, pretty soon. So more, yeah.
2: We got to episode eight of season four, so we only have two left in season four.
1: Gotcha. Well, I think you'll agree pretty soon here that like the end of season four feels like it ought to, should have, should have been the ending of the series. So maybe Uh-oh. we'll check out Alice in Borderland.
0: It, so. It's it's fine, it, it's best, and it's kind of cringy at its worst, okay. but it's well, short at least. So, and there it's short for now, there probably will be a second season. So well,
1: it's, it's got a great rank rating on IMDB, so people seem to people are liking it, I guess.
0: Yeah, the so. three episode OVA, the animation, actually isn't bad. It's just such a small part of the show that it leaves you wanting more. But then when you watch more from the live action, you're like, uh, eh, maybe I didn't need more. But I I could see this being fun for some people. Got it.
1: All right, cool. Well, I'll be checking that one out for sure here. Because, uh, like I said, running out of stuff to watch. So thanks, Mason, Mandy. Yes, your grace.
2: Yeah. So yes, your grace is a like indie uh, medieval kingdom management game, kind of like if you've ever played Reigns on the iOS, or I think they, I think they even have it on like Steam, but it's kind of similar to that in a way where um it's all pixel graphics it's by developer brave at night and i know it was originally kickstarted. and yes your grace you take um control of a king and uh some very unfortunate things happen to your kingdom and you have to make some decisions you like see uh petitioners like from um the peasants of your village and they come and ask you for things. And then you get to decide if you want to spend like your money or resources on them or send agents and you get to hire like agents, like um, a soldier and a witch and a hunter. And there are a bunch of different um, uh, currencies. There's like gold and there's supplies. And then there are, there's like um, your army soldiers as well. So it, almost kind of has like a little bit of a game of thrones feel to it there are parts of it that feel very game of thrones i don't want to give up too many spoilers for what happens in the story but basically at the beginning um you your kingdom's not doing great you're you're kind of like a poor poorer king (laughs) and uh some um things from your past show up in the form of barbarians that are on your uh like you know, at your borders, and they threaten war on you, and then uh, they're another and you have to, like, gain allies from send out allies to, or send out pigeons to allies around surrounding kingdoms and try to get their support for this war that is coming up. So, um, yeah, it's, um, I, out of everything that I've played, I haven't finished it, but I'm very close. I really, I do like it, but I think So on Steam, it's originally $20. On the Switch, I got it on sale for $12. I'm not positive if I would recommend it for $20, but I do think it's definitely worth the $10 that, like, or, you know, close to it that I paid. And it's very, I think for a little indie game, it's great, but there are definitely some moments where I feel like it is meant to be a game where you get, you know, a lot of choice. You are a king and you have to run your kingdom. Then there are some very important decisions that I feel like they take the control out of your hand. And I'm not sure that I like it. There are some parts where it definitely feels kind of like... A telltale game where it gives you the illusion mm. that there is choice but there really isn't much of a choice mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. the same thing always happens right. which is unfortunate but i do like the story a lot and surrounding like your family it's a very um it focuses a lot on your family with you being the king and your wife and your three daughters and some very unfortunate things happen that the very game of thrones feel to them But, like, for example, one, I don't want to give out too many spoilers in case somebody is interested in this, but one of the decisions that seem like a really big, um, like, disappointment for me is there's, like, very early in the game, like I said, there are barbarians that you have history with on your, at your kingdom's border, and they're threatening war on you, and you have to uh, get help from your allies. And the first one that comes up is a kingdom that's very close to you, they have a very big army, and um i'm sorry a few weeks before that even i thought i had a discussion with my daughter and uh, her um older sister was teasing her saying oh you're you know one day you're gonna have to get married and he's gonna be an ugly lord or something like that you're gonna be sold off and she was really upset and i had a talk with her and i was trying to play like a really good king i was trying to be like a really good person i said we won't force you to marry somebody that you don't want to and she's like thanks dad or father and then up comes this army or this um king There's this massive army right before um right after like this these barbarians declared war on you and he said uh i'll let you use my army if you have your daughter marry my son and it didn't give me the choice to say no, and I was really upset. I was like, hold on a second. I feel like this is something that I should get to decide. But it took all of the, like, power out of my hands at that moment. Like, the only options you had were uh, agree, like, like happily agree, or agree, like, uh, like
0: disapprovingly agree.
2: Yeah, and I'm like, What? I was really disappointed. I was like, well, I just told my daughter, had a discussion and told her I I wouldn't marry someone, I wouldn't make you marry someone you don't want to. And then it turns out that that whole situation turns awful, very Game of Thrones style. And I was like, man, I know, I felt awful. I was like, I feel like this is a decision that they should let you choose. Like, I feel like, because I really wanted to tell him no and then try to raise up an army by myself. But it took all that power out of my hands. I was like, man. And there's also like the first battle you come to. Um, it's not like, there's no like turn-based combat or anything like that. There's no real combat. It's just make decisions during the battle of like what to do. And like, for example, there somebody attacks with um, like a magic mist and you're like, well, I guess I'll send my witch out or something like that. It's like you get to make decisions like that, but at the end, at the first battle, I don't. I think that it always ends in the same way, which is also very disappointing because it feels like all of the pre- preparations I did to get up to this moment were like pointless. <laughs> mm-hmm. So things like that are disappointing. But I think overall, if you like ignore like the. Um, the Lack of Choice. I still really like the story. I think the family drama in it is really touching and the little daughter, my the smallest daughter is my favorite. She's so cute. She loves animals and she keeps like bringing animals home and trying to turn them into spies, but then it's awful because they all die in a horrible way. Oh my god! Every time I give her an animal, take him away <laughs> like, from her. It's sad, but it's funny too. And until finally she brings a bear home, and I was like, "What? A bear?" She's like, "Yeah, it's my new bear. She named it Wojtek or something like that." And uh, I was like, "Why that?" Yeah, (laughs) she's like, I was like, why'd you name it that? And she's like, look, I'm not a child anymore. Since I'm not a child, he gets a big bear name, and I thought it was the cutest thing. (laughs) But, um, the, the, yeah, I think for the pixel art, the pixel art style in it looks great. And the music is fantastic. It's kind of like a, um, kind of like Polish folk, uh, soundtrack. Mm, And that's great, but, um... Yeah, I don't know if I would recommend it for $20. It is pretty short. I'm almost at the end of it, and I honestly haven't played much. <laughs> but if you like kind of like Reigns style, um, kind of like going through petitioners and saying yes or no, like trying to decide like what you want to spend money on, um, then it might be something that you know a person might be interested in, but... I think also with the petitioners, the other thing I was disappointed in is that they line up in um, a line in front of the throne and you get to choose who you want to talk to first. But after they're done telling you like what they want or what they're looking for help with, you have to make a decision right there. And I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more if I got to hear from all of them and then make the decision on what mm. I want to spend money on. Because oh, it's really... Yeah frustrating that. when one person comes up and they're like my tavern got burnt to the ground and i'm like okay here's all this money and then the next person comes up and they're like um i don't know uh something even worse happens and i'm like well shit i don't have any money now <laughs> okay oh, okay yeah you've hey tavern man
0: come back here please yeah okay can Limiting you come resources. back for a
2: second this is more important <laughs> So it would be nice if I could listen to all of them before like giving them answers and then deciding afterwards but you know it's it's a, it's a really mm. little indie game that I thought was pretty pretty cool for what they were trying to do.
1: It kind of makes you skittish to like commit to something big if it's like early yeah. in the list, you know what I mean? Usually.
2: Especially like when you only get one general in the game and um, there are some missions where people will come up and be like, can you help? We need some help building this church or something. And I'm like, here, use my general. He'll come help you. And then he's gone for two weeks. Then the next right. person comes up and they're like, we, our town keeps getting raided. We really need help. I'm like, well, shit, that's far more important. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want people yeah, dying yeah. out there. <laughs> I'm like, well, my general's gone. Sorry. <laughs> it seems it like, like you're a...
0: just making choices when you don't have like all the information. And then yes. when you are asked to have decisions, you can't make the decision you want, which seems mm-hmm. frustrating more than strategic.
2: Yeah. So gameplay wise, I don't really recommend it, but the story is really cute. Like, well, I'm sorry. Not really cute. There's some parts that are really horrific, but, but the, the family names. connection. <laughs> Yes, but the family connections are really cute. And, uh, yeah, it gets really dark at times, too. Very Game of Thrones style. <laughs> but overall, I, th- I think it's a really cool um, game for maybe $10. I, I don't know if I'd recommend it for the 20 that it is originally. But, yeah, that's by um, Brave at Night Games, if anyone is interested.
1: Hmm. I would play that if it was if it was on PlayStation, but it looks like it's not out yet but we'll see could be all right cool well let's keep it rolling here i've been playing team sonic racing i won't spend too much time on this there's a lot of comparisons to be made to mario kart with this game um it's it is a it's about a 17 dollar game on playstation on playstation network it's probably cheaper everywhere else because playstation seems to charge more than like almost anybody generally but um it's it's a kart racing game where, you know, you have, like, your your four local co-op, you can play multiplayer online, and it has all your cast of characters that you would normally like from Sonic. You got, like, Sonic, Knuckles, Tails, Shadow, uh, Robotnik, and then it has all of, like, the other characters that not that are, like, newer, like Amy, Chow, Big, Vector, uh, Rouge, Blaze, like, all these characters that, like, came after the original series. And, and uh... I'm really enjoying it. Like it's it's um it looks really nice. The the music is great. The racing is really is really quite good. Like it's a it's honest to god like I think it's about as good as Mario Kart. It's just I feel like um people don't really go to PlayStation to play like kart racing and stuff like that and Mario Kart is such a huge brand name that like, you know, it can't possibly compete, but but it's very similar like you have your your item boxes that are like in a line, you pick them up you have, like, fire rockets, homing rockets. There's um, a couple, like, you, things that are unique to Sonic. Like, there's an item that'll, like, you use it, and it'll, like, grab all the rings that are around you as you're driving. It'll also suck up, like, rockets that people are firing at you. So, like, it's it's uh, pretty much like a Mario Kart clone in that way. Uh, the The ways in which it differs are that in addition to having, like, The map is kind of laid out like almost like a Super Mario 3 where there's like World 1, 1, 1, 2, 1, 3. Then there's like a boss sort of, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then you go to like World 2. But in these like stages, it's not just like races. There's like challenges you do where like there's like drifting challenges where you have to like very adeptly like drift around um, like obstacles. And if, if you can't hit like the hook, like the closer you get to the obstacle without hitting it while you're drifting, the better your points are, but you can't hit the obstacle or you get nothing, uh, stuff like that. There's like ones where you have to shoot at targets while you're driving. You know, there's ones where you have to see how many rings you can collect. Like it's, uh, it has a lot of like unique challenges in addition to the racing. And, uh, and, and I think that, I think that makes it a lot of fun. And every stage has like uh, bronze, silver, gold, platinum, sort of, like, awards for your challenges. And then there's every race has, like, normal, hard, and expert level, which I guess is, like, your 50, 100, 150cc, like, from a uh, Mario Kart. I think where it differs is that, like, the game is... It's more of a real racing game as opposed to Mario Kart. Like, the game has, like, slipstreaming and drifting mechanics that has the game the game it moves a lot quicker like it almost moves like as fast as like a blur like at times like the game blur where like you'll hit like a you'll you'll be like drifting behind somebody and if you sit in their slipstream for so long when you move out of it like you get a huge boost like this sc- like the image like the screen almost blurs a little you move so fast when you're boosting uh, so the game moves like way faster than people probably would expect like I think my mom could play Mario Kart probably just fine but like she could not she probably could not play this like this game is much harder um, the races are so hard like i think the people i think that the game has like very uh, me, like mediocre reception from, from from gamers because like the races are so difficult that um, you are really held to like a, a standard of perfection while you're racing in order to have a shot like it's not like mario kart at all where like if you get blown up like they'll they'll just give you items that are like super great until you get back to the front like this is like they do have items like that, but this game is more like, you know, what if, if your team is like really far behind, it's really hard. It's it's a lot harder than you would expect to catch up. And also because it's a team game, like um it's not really just about how you do in the race, it's about how like you and your teammates do. So if you're playing with like two computers and like you could get first place and if but if you're but if your teammates get like eleventh and tenth and eleventh place, you're still probably not gonna win as a team. Because some other team might have gotten, like, you know, third, fourth, and fifth. And so, like, their points will add up to more than yours, even though you won. I don't know if that makes sense,
0: but... It does. But And it was going to bring me to my first question. It's called team racing. Is there anything you can do to, like, help or assist or boost your teammates?
1: Well, there's, like... So, if I was driving in front of you, like, the, like my track where I've where I have driven highlights in yellow on the road... And if you drive in my track for long enough, it'll boost you really hard when you when you drive out of it. So you could constantly be like going in and out of my track to get boosts to catch up. If you boost and you go like right past my car, it'll give me a boost. So there's like teamwork elements like that. You can also pass items back and forth between your team yeah, members. Yeah, that's what I was
0: going to ask.
1: Yeah, so it's like, oh my gosh, like I need rockets or something. And you can like pass rockets to your teammate. Um, so it's pretty neat like that. But it's just frustrating like, like, I could get first in every race, but if my teammates just suck, then they, you know, I, I don't win anyway. And um and that goes, like, you could have a full team of real-life humans. Like my, like, my girlfriend and I were playing in this last night, but she's really not any better than, like, the NPCs, and she just can't win. Like, we were laughing because, like, for th- like three races in a row, I came in, like, second, and she got ninth, and the computer got 11th. <laughs> and so, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, we just can't win. And so, like, unless you have, like... To get the platinum trophy, you got to beat every race on an expert. And I feel like the, the, the easiest way to do it without banging your head against the wall is to have, like, two other people that are as good as you on your team sitting there with you on the couch so that you all can play, like, you know, basically perfectly and, um, you know, yeah. win the race, and
0: communicate a little bit easier.
1: So I think that, like, where this game, I think, is a little better than Mario Kart is the the team elements, I think, are very interesting for a racing game. And the level of vehicle customization is, like, vast in this. Like, you, you can upgrade your wheels, your, your chassis, your engine. You can do, like, custom paint jobs. You can change, like, your decals, your horn, um, like, all this stuff. So, you can have, like, a totally unique vehicle that, like, looks exactly how you want it. You know, there's, like, a ton of paint options. So, like, it's pretty neat. Like, being able to, and when you complete races, it gives you points that you can put in, like, the gotcha pull machine, and you can, like, get random items to, to upgrade your vehicle with, and so, like, they've done great stuff like that, but I really think where it falls short is, like, one, it's just too damn hard. The game is super hard, um, and I don't, and sometimes I feel like it doesn't have, like, it's it's kind of hard to match the charm that, like, Sonic, that, like, Mario games have, you know?
0: So, I'm um, I'm a little disappointed that a Sonic game, you're racing with cars like I would expect them to be like wearing like overalls with like a cardboard car like around them like a little kid like costume and like them just running because aren't they already fast
1: it's kind of I think they made a joke about that like the game has like the (laughs) most it has like this they try to have a story like there's like a dialogue scene after every race but like the Mm -hmm. story is just garbage as is most of the time the, the case in like Mario or Sonic games like the story is just like whatever but, How um, many
0: loops are in the tracks? There has to be lots of
1: loops, are, right? There are loops, yeah. <laughs> yep. And if you go off a ramp, you can do like tricks and stuff.
0: But, oh, um, no. <laughs> but, uh, and coins? Every time
1: oh, yeah. And coins, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Those are just little loops, Mandy. I already asked about that. There's like.
1: Oh, okay. There, <laughs> th- there's fun trophies like play as Robotnik and make Sonic spin out three times. Like, there's like fun stuff like that, but. Ultimately, like, it's really fun. Um, If you like Sonic or you like kart racing games, like, this is really great for, like, 15 or 20 bucks. Um, You know, I think that I'm on, like, world... I'm, like, most of the way through through, uh, World 4 out of 7. But it's a lot of fun, you know? I'm going to finish it. I actually had more fun playing this than Cyberpunk, which I thought was kind of, like, shocking, you know? I think I'm just going to put Cyberpunk (laughs) down for a month or two until, like, they fix some shit and go back and, like, try to have the experience I wanted to begin with, but... But um Sonic Team Sonic Racing, you know, I, I was surprised by Sonic Forces. I enjoyed it as much as I did. And I'm surprised by Team Sonic Racing also. Uh these are both really good, uh, fun games if you especially if you like Sonic. So But we have like five minutes left. And I wanted you guys to help me here. I have a list of games. They're having this Hollow Knight. I already got that yeah, for free. Yeah, Hollow Knight. <laughs> I got it. I got that for free. I haven't played that yet. I need to play it
0: we know we know that's why we're saying it tongue-in-cheek but give yeah. us the list
1: <laughs> all right so i had like a cart my cart had like 180 this this sale's really solid so i had like 185 dollars of games in my cart and this and
2: oh my god <laughs>
1: and but the sale randy's the, like only but the sale is crazy <laughs> so like the 185 game dollar games were only going to cost me like 30 bucks because everything's like 80 percent off mm-hmm. um so I'm just going to call out some games here that I eliminated and I'm curious if you guys have played any of these cuz if they were good I I might go back and buy them. So there's a game called Torin for $2 that that just smacked of like ICO, like Last Guardian type stuff. But um I looked it up and it was only $2, but the rating was like it had like a 45 on Metacritic and I was like, "Uh, eh, 45 is kind of like bad even even for a game that might that got like review bombed so I didn't get that. Um Super Bomberman R was on the PlayStation Store for ten bucks and that looked fun, but ultimately, you know, I didn't want to spend too much money. Have you guys played that?
0: Mm-mm. Nope.
1: Resident Evil Zero was like an old GameCube game. I'm just a sucker for like Resident Evil, but that's on there for five bucks. Um there's a game from twenty twenty called Monster Vator. That's like a sprite based like RPG, turn based RPG.
0: Anything? Monster V yeah, I think what it's. I, think of, it, I, I need to look up how this is spelled because that does not roll off the tongue that well. I
1: think it's V I A T O R. I think it's supposed to be like a play on like aviator, because he's because you fly around on monsters a lot, like in the. Uh, oh, that oh, this one's on Steam as well. Um, you like fly around on monsters a lot when you're in like the on like the trailer, so I'm guessing here I'll post like the name of it. Yeah, but, I'm looking uh, it up now. Yeah, it was like five bucks, but I was like, I was like, this game looks okay, but like I had I had two other sprite based RPGs in my card already, and I was like, I don't really need three sprite based RPGs. Um, the the games that I'm that I'm thinking of buying, one of them's called Bonds of the Skies. It's 7 dollars and fifty cents. It's got a real solid like art like anime art style, um, turn based RPG with like, and has like the same like level of art that like Lunar has. Basically, Mm -hmm. so I was really turned on by the art style and just like the, I don't know, it just it just made gave me like the, you know, the good feels. Like I wanted to play Suikoden two because I missed Suikoden, and I'm like, I want to go back and play PS one games. That fucking game's like five hundred dollars now. Like you can't even (laughs) get it. Seriously, go go look up Suikoden two. I used to see it all the time at GameStop for like eight bucks. Now it's on eBay for like...
2: Oh, my God. I e- wonder if I still have it. I'm oh like, well... Take a look.
1: I mean, yeah, the original... If I do,
2: that shit's getting sold. <laughs>
1: yeah, Suikoden, <laughs> like I swear to God. If I have it, I don't want it. <laughs> one and two, they're both worth like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I doubt I do, but... I'm like, F me, I'm never going to get to play this game. Um, <laughs> e's the Origin, uh, the like y, comma S. S. I'm definitely going to buy this one. This is like the top of the list for me. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if you guys have played that one, but like it just looks like everything I want, you know, basically in a game.
2: I've never played it, but I've always heard really good things about that series.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I've missed out on it, and I want to go back and try it out. So that so Ease the Origins set is 8 bucks. Um, Deus Ex Mankind Divided is like, Deus Ex Human Revolution was a really great game when I played that like years ago, and this game's on sale for, it's like 90% off. It's only like $4. Um, so I have that in my cart. Have you guys played that at all?
2: I played it. I never finished it, though. And I don't know why. Because like I really loved Human Revolution. Yeah. And then this one came out and I was really hyped about it. And I got kind of bored. playing it. I'm not sure why. I've been wanting to go back and play it again because I didn't get very far. But I think maybe at the time, maybe I had just had too many games to play mm. and it kind of got pushed to the side. But I was definitely not as hyped on it as I was Human Revolution. Yeah,
1: people were. I read about it online, and people were like, "Oh, it's it, it, it was like not as good, and it's lacking." Like, like it was
2: kind of boring, honestly. Wow, okay,
1: well, maybe I won't get it then. And then the <laughs> ad, the other one is the Castlevania Collection: Symphony of the Night and Rondo yes. of, of Blood for ten dollars.
2: Yes, hey, I mean, I've played that one. That one.
0: <laughs> Except if answer. you are gonna play a Metroid. Vania, you should just play. Never mind. Yeah, he those are good. Those, I, I it. know, but you should get. Yeah, you should get the Symphony of the Night and all the stuff with mm-hmm. it.
1: All right, so it sounds like Deus Ex, even for four dollars, isn't really very good.
0: I don't know. I guess I was thinking like,
2: oh, it's only $4? Yeah, it's four dollars. Yeah, I mean, 50. for that,
0: just get it, and I mean, even if yeah. you only play like ten percent of it, you'll still get a a feel I for would. what you like or didn't like, and if you like the previous one, I don't know. Why well, you wouldn't try it, at least. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, I guess I just feel like Cyberpunk was trying to do a lot of stuff that, like, Human Revolution did. Mm-hmm. With, like, the hacking and the, you know, the digital age and the, the the grungy city and all this. And, you know, I just feel sad, I guess. <laughs> like, Cyberpunk just yeah. missed the mark so hard. If it's I,
2: only $4, I'd say why not?
1: yeah. Yeah, but then when you buy a bunch of four dollar and ten dollar games, you end up spending forty. They, add
2: up. <laughs> they add up. They add it. up
0: to very funny hobby attic episodes. So that's what they add up to.
2: Yes. All
1: right. Well, I think uh, well, it's hard to get rid of any of these. I guess. I guess I'm le- I'm the least hyped about Deus Ex, but I'm, I'm at least gonna buy Bonds of the Skies, Ease Origin, and Castlevania.
0: I mean, Monster Vader looked way more generic and less good than Bonds of the Sky. When I was, I was just comparing the visuals of them. Yeah. And Bonds of the Sky seems way more engaging.
1: I thought so too. So, and they're pretty. These are pretty new games, so I don't know. I was gotta love the sales. Of course, this seven dollar game is probably on Steam for like a dollar because PlayStation just robs everybody. But I don't know. I feel like everything's always more. All right. Well, I guess I'll go ahead and do that. And I'll play. Yes, yes, I'll play Hollow Knight. There we sake, go. For God's sake. Well, I feel like Feed the, me. Just, if you
0: own the game with lots of bugs, I know the ga- the joke is played out, but it's too easy after talking about Cyberpunk.
1: I just know that there's like there aren't any games coming out for like next gen that I'm really, or for like even PS4 that I'm like really like. What is the game coming out in the next like four months
0: that everyone's hyped for? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't I'd say Hollow Knight
0: 2, but it hasn't been announced yet.
1: I mean, I can't think of anything. Maybe I'm out of the loop, but I'm kind of like, huh, what do I do? I guess I'll just go play old stuff.
2: You well, know? Super Smash Brothers is going to have Sephiroth.
1: <laughs> That's wow. all I ever see on yeah. my timeline. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so, guys, cool. Well, we got a Christmas episode to do here. Yeah. There so, yeah, we do. So we're going to make that happen, and... uh Even though I was late today, we still got a good hobby addicts in, so I'll have to see what happens next week. Uh, Maybe I'll play Hollow Knight. It could happen. You'll play Hollow
0: Knight, everybody.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) This game's got a lot of hype. Alright, we'll see you guys next time. Peace! Bye! See ya.